it's Brandi Taylor. Welcome to the Business Beauty Network Podcast, where business meets beauty. It's not just lipstick, it's business. We will share thought-provoking conversations with business and beauty professionals. Our goal is to empower, motivate, and inspire you to take your business to the next level. Hey, it's Brandi Taylor, the business coach for beauty professionals. I help beauty pros amplify their business and take more action. I am super excited to share the Beauty Pro Mastermind with you, a group for serious beauty pros who want to find ways to continue to thrive in their business, a safe place for support, accountability, and education. This group is for beauty professionals who are ready for change in their business, understanding that commitment is required to achieve your goals. You know you need to make a move, but you're unclear and need an extra push. My mission is to empower beauty professionals and equip them to achieve their goals, bringing beauty and business together through support, education, and business resources. Register today for the Beauty Pro Mastermind at IamBrandyTaylor.com and just click on Beauty Pro Mastermind. I will also include the details in the show notes. Hey, welcome to the podcast. I am super excited to share today's episode with you. Per the huge, guys, can you believe it's a new month already? It's already February, the first day of the month. January is already gone. So if you have fallen off your goals or if you haven't hit them all, don't beat yourself up too bad. Just get back on where you got off at. I am super excited about February. I have some awesome content in store for you. And while we're talking about content, I actually want your input. I would like to know what type of content would you like to hear on this podcast? This is your show. This show is for you, beauty pros. And I want to know what you want to hear on here. What guests should I invite on? Let me know. Definitely connect with me on Instagram. Follow me at I am Brandy Taylor on Instagram. Shoot me a DM and give me your input. Also, you can email me at info at businessbeautynetwork.com. All of this information will be in the show notes. Check it out and let's connect. Now let's get into today's show. I am super excited to share today's show. I had the pleasure in interviewing Season Bennett. She is a awesome content creator. She is a specialist in social media and she really helps you to really learn how to make money in your sleep, honey. So we're really gonna talk about how to make six figures in your beauty business online. So here is a little bit of Season's bio. In 2017, Season Bennett quit her six-figure-a-year corporate job as a vice president at a Fortune 50 company for Instagram. She helps beauty professionals increase their visibility and create online business systems that generate money on autopilot. She works with some of the biggest beauty brands like Booksy, Kim Kimbo, The Official Razor Chick, and Cynthia Lumsey, just to name a few. She dropped some awesome gems, and I think you're really going to enjoy this interview, and here it goes. Hey, welcome to the podcast. It's your host, Brandi Taylor. We have an awesome guest today, Season Bennett. Welcome, Season. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited to have you, Season. So, Season, before we get into all the awesome things that you're doing, tell us something about yourself that most people would not know. Hmm. Well, let's see. I have a non-commercial radio DJ license. Random fact. (laughs) I didn't even know DJs get licensed. Yes. So I have a non-commercial one. It was, I was actually, um, when I graduated from high school, I was volunteering at a religious institute in South Carolina. That's how I ended up coming all the way from California um, to South Carolina. And I had to get I had to take a test and get this little non-commercial radio DJ license. Interesting. Interesting. So do you know how to get a party started? I like to get the party started. I like to have fun. I know people see me all the time working. Um, The rest of my friends know me as the one who does like to have fun. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good. You got to have fun sometimes, right? You can't work all the time. So that's That's great. Awesome. Well, that's interesting. Thanks so much for sharing that season. So, so tell us about your, uh, your background and, um, and what you do now and, you know, how to lead us up to where you are now in your career. Ooh, that's a, that's a crazy story. Um, really, um, I really feel like, you know, God has really pushed me down this path because too many bad things really had to happen 
too many coincidences, too many things had to line up in a certain way. Um, I really knew nothing about the beauty industry. Um, and I wouldn't have been here and been, you know, where I am today if I hadn't married my husband, who is a barber. He's been a barber for over 20 years. Um, I have a huge background in technology. I have a master's in software development. I actually um, worked in technology at a Fortune 50 company. I was a vice president there um, before I quit in 2017 for my own business. Now, the way I got started in social media marketing and working with the beauty industry was that um, we actually got into a legal dispute <laughs> with the leasing company for my barbershop. We were being sued for two hundred thousand dollars. Wow. Okay. Yes, it was an unfair situation. We really felt like we were tricked, and I was really upset about it because I just felt like, oh my gosh, I always try to do the right thing. Like this just seemed so unfair. And so, you know, my husband and I were were really down about it. And then one day, I said, you know what? I am not going to be sad about this. We're going to stop thinking about ourselves. And we're going to think about other people because a lot of other people aren't being sued because people don't believe they have any money to, you know, to want to sue them. Right. And so I said, let's have a food drive at our barbershop. And that is the only reason I ever started doing social media marketing was to tell people where to bring the food for the food drive. Interesting. So that's an interesting story. So were you um, helping your husband at that time with his social media marketing for the barbershop? Nope, sure wasn't. I didn't care a thing about social media. And so for those of my corporate girls out here or in guys, a lot of us have to be, you know, especially those of us who did not grow up with social media, we feel like it's it's such a taboo topic when you're in corporate, right? It can really hinder your progress. People can judge you from it. And, you know, it's a lot of people who haven't grown up with it. They take a different approach to social media. They're very reserved on it. They don't share a lot of controversial topics. They might not share the way they feel about a lot of things because remember when they go back into corporate America, they have to put their mask back on. Okay. They have to fall into line and put their mask back on. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it. It's not really the freest place to be right. The majority of companies are not like that. I think they're trying to be now, but mind you, this is, you know, I, this is 20 years of me being in corporate America and with me being in technology, being a lot of times the youngest person, the only black person, the only person of color, the, you know, a lot of times. So, I mean, I understand how it works. <laughs> okay. So through this experience with, you know, you guys being sued and you felt led to help other people, how did it lead, like lead us up to where you are now? Like, what was this journey like? Okay. So at, when we did that first food drive, I mean, we got news coverage. Um, we had, you know, little old ladies coming in to donate food and we're like, that like I don't know. Um, we ended up getting. Um, I saw a story about us in the Hawaii News Now Network. We're in Charlotte, North Carolina, five thousand miles away, just a little neighborhood barbershop. Um, and we were featured in the Hawaii News Now um, newspaper. And then on top of that, I saw um, we actually won a an award from the Annis Clipper Company for community involvement. And we didn't even know the award existed. We were featured in a hair magazine, and I was like, oh my goodness, like this social media is something crazy. So I just said, let me take my nerdy little brain and put it on there and let me figure out how this works. And so I took classes. I actually took classes, got certifications, was testing things on my for my own barbershop. And it was going great for my own barbershop. And then I got this little voice on the inside that said, Season, you need to help other barbers and hairstylists. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I want to write a book. Like, I don't feel like it, you know? And so I just <laughs> said, you know what, season, you got to be obedient. So um, in 2015, I went ahead and I wrote my book, The Social Barber. And I just wrote, it's just a how-to social media mar marketing guide for barbers and hairstylists and just showing people what the mindset is behind social media, because a lot of people don't really understand the marketing mindset behind it. And just even things like, I do think that my, my corporate background and understanding what could turn other people off. You know, and I would watch other people's um, accounts and see how, you know, they were probably turning away potential customers, right? Maybe by posting things like they saw other rappers or other <laughs> celebrities posting that doesn't really work for your small business. I'm sorry, I'm gonna keep it real. And so um, that's what inspired me to write the book. And so, you know, fast forward, I used to go live on Periscope every single day and I built up my my tribe, as they say, of people and, and those people um, you know, really 
we're like seasoned. We need to know more. Can you help us? Can you teach us more? And so then that's when I launched the Social Barber Academy, which is my online school that I've had since 2015. And that's really um, how I got started teaching online. And then fast forward, I was still working my corporate job. A lot of people didn't know this. I used to come on and go broadcast really late at night because I still had my corporate job. I had a toddler. I was still cooking dinner every night. And then I would still come on at night and do my um, my live broadcast, teaching classes, and doing all this. So finally, I was just like, you know what? I really felt like my purpose is really to help beauty industry professionals, you know, change lives because I I really feel like um, it's a superpower what beauty industry professionals do. So, you know, you make people feel good about themselves when they get their hair done, they walk a little straighter, they they feel good, right? And a, a lot of us saw this during the, the um, shutdowns when people weren't able to get their hair done, they were just feeling bad. And so I want, um, you know, beauty professionals to be able to continue doing that. I want them to be able to make money, you know, anything that I know that can help them continue to make money, um, it's important that I get that message out there. Now, I know I talk about money a lot and I talk about it because it is important. If you're not making enough money doing what you love, you're going to be forced to do something else. And I saw a lot of talented barbers and hairstylists and nail techs and everybody down the line having to leave the industry to get a quote unquote real job because they were not making enough money doing what they love and what they were gifted at. So that has really truly become my purpose. And since the shutdowns, um, you know, it really has even elevated my purpose even any even more because now I feel like every beauty professional should have some type of digital product. Okay. So mm -hmm. in short, I know that was long, but in short, in 2017, I did end up quitting my my six-figure a year corporate job as a vice president at a Fortune wow. company for my business. I know it's crazy. So. Wow. Wow. And you know, it's interesting because it's like you, you saw something with social media and you began to study it and dive deep in it. And you had this call to help the beauty professionals. Now, sometimes people have the call, but they don't necessarily follow it. Was there like a tug at first? Was it hard to really position yourself as an expert in this area? What was that like for you? Well, okay. So I do feel like there's always that internal struggle, right? When you're called to do something different, I did have the internal struggle. And I think I, you know, I'm the type of person, I feel like when you have that strong, urgent, you know, idea, that little voice in the inside, I do feel like that's God, you know, now that I've gotten older, I've, I've, I've learned to recognize that and I tune in, you know, and I, I can give you several other instances where those things have, you know, I've heard the voice and I've, like, okay, let me rush to it now, you know, instead of trying to argue like I did in 2013. But, um, you know, I feel like um, a lot of people have those voices and they have those struggles and they, and they want to logically think of what they should or shouldn't do. And sometimes it's not logic. Sometimes you're being given, you know, like, hey, I'm going to give you a lift up. Like, this is your chance. This is your time. And you have to step into it. Okay. Um, now positioning myself as an expert, I don't know if I would necessarily say I position myself as an expert. I just said, look, I've got some information. It's worked great for my barbershop. Um, you know, try this out. Let me know if it works. And it helped a lot of people. And it's funny. I went back to that book from 2015 and I read it again. And the majority of it is still relevant. It's a, still a certain mindset that people have to have on social media. So it wasn't, I didn't really have a lot of friction coming into the industry. I think it was my attitude just saying, hey, um, I want to help, you know, hopefully if this helps you, then great. If not, you know, so I didn't have a lot of friction coming into the industry. People were really welcoming. When I went to, I wrote my book about a week and a half before Bronner Brothers show of August, 2015, no, I'm sorry, February, 2015. And I shared a um, booth in a class with Jay the Barber. And um, what's interesting, nobody knew who I was then, but I sold a lot of books. I talked to a lot of people. Everybody was very friendly. They loved the concept. And I came back to Bronner Brothers August, that August, six months later. And because I'd been going live on Periscope every single day, people were like, hey, the social barber. I was coming down the escalator at Bronner Brothers. And some guy goes, hey, the social barber. And I was like, 
somebody knows who I am. <laughs> and then somebody else said, can I take a picture with you? And I'm like, you want to take a picture with me? Like, <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> so it was just, it was very interesting. And it was, you know, I, I felt happy that people had received the message and they heard it. I felt like I do feel driven that this is a message that I have to put out there. I have to help other people. I have to, you know, Hey, if it, some people, you know, Hey, if it helps you, I did my job. If it doesn't, can you pass it on to somebody else that it will help? But I mean, everybody's got their own purpose and this is mine. Great. Great. So what do you think are some things that, hairstylists and beauty professionals can do to shift their mindset when it comes to social media? Ooh, I'm glad you asked me that question. Okay. One of the biggest, how can I say this? (laughs) Mindset shifts I would love for the beauty industry to have is thinking about likes and followers. Okay. I think a lot of people place too much importance on that. Now, don't get me wrong, that can be important depending on brand partnerships and things like that. But as a business, the whole reason we're on social media is to build our list of people so we can contact them when we want to, okay? We want to build our email list, our text marketing list. Guys, listen, every time you go into any store, you go to checkout, can I get your email address? Can I get your phone number? Would you like to join our text marketing list, right? Guys, listen, that's the deal. The only reason we're here is to build that audience, okay? We do not own our Instagram account. We don't own it. Instagram can take it whenever they want to. They can take their ball and go home. So we do not want to build our whole business on just Instagram. You know, we've seen people say all the time, deleted at 50,000, right? Instagram closed their account. Somebody complained, all kinds of things. This has even happened to celebrities, okay? So it's important that we build a good marketing foundation. We understand what's the point of all this. The point is to connect with the right people, get their contact information, stay in touch with them outside of social media, okay? So, you know, a lot of us are giving out our business card by getting followers, but we don't ha- we didn't get their contact information. We want to get their contact information, and if we have that, an algorithm is not going to mess up our business. It will not affect our dollar at all. Because we can reach people if we're having a sale, if we're teaching a class, whatever it is that we're doing, we can go ahead and we can say, hey, here's a text message. I'm doing this class tonight. Here's an email, right? We could reach people when we want to reach them. Right. I would agree with that. Now, why do you think people sleep on email marketing? Because I think sometimes people feel like that it's, you know, not relevant anymore, but it is. People open their emails. But why do you think, um, you know, beauty professionals sleep on it? Well, I think a lot of the beauty industry is very into, um, it's, it's beauty, right? I mean, it's email marketing is not sexy. Okay. <laughs> it's not sexy. It's not exciting. I'm sorry. I'm going to figure out a way to make it more sexy and exciting. Um, but if anybody finds making money, sexy and exciting, maybe that would change their mind. Um, but that's really how you build your solid foundation for your business. It's with email marketing. Email marketing is the cheapest way. It's the absolute cheapest way um, to market your business. Still, it still works. If it did not work, why is my inbox full of all these multi-billion dollar companies sending me emails? (laughs) It's all a numbers game. So even if, you know, what people need to remember because they feel discouraged, they're like, okay, I have a hundred people on my email list and I sent out an email about something and two people bought and they're discouraged and they feel like it didn't work. It did work. It did work. That means that 2% of your your email list will purchase your items. That means, okay, how much money do you want to make? Multiply that so that you can get to the point that you want to, right? So if you need to have six people buying next time, you need to have 300 people on your email list. I know I'm doing complicated math right now. Write it down. But that's what it is. It's a numbers game. It's all about math. It does not mean it didn't work. It means it did work. Now you have the data that you could take and you could you know, um, multiply it so that you can get to the numbers that you want to get to. Mm -hmm. And I know you talked about it a little bit, but what are some ways that you can build your email list? Because I talk to a lot of uh, beauty professionals. Sometimes hairstylists may have it if they use a booking system. So they may have a list of their clients, but sometimes they do not have it. 
So what are some ways that they can go about building their list? Yeah, absolutely. So what you do is you figure out what your target audience, okay? You have to have a target audience, first of all. I hear a lot of people saying, anybody can be my client. Come on now. We got to narrow it down. If you're not talking to anyone, you're talking to no one. It even even helps if you narrow it down to um, a, a particular person, like the customer that you love servicing. You're like, ooh, if I could just put them in a Xerox machine and copy them, I like them, right? I would love to do their hair or their eyebrows all day, every day. Um, So first of all, narrow down that customer, figure out what they care about, what they like, and then you can put together a quick little freebie, right? You can use canva.com for free, a little, create a little PDF. Here's my free report, right? Download my free report on the three things that, you know, um, you need to stop doing every day if you want to lose 50 pounds in one hour. I don't know. I mean, (laughs) something that they want. And it's very easy. A lot of times there's things that we know very well. And we take for granted that other people don't know them and just put together that free report and you have to promote it. You have to, you know, actively promote it on social media. Hey guys, I'm having, um, you know, um, I have a free report on this. If you want to find out, here's the three ways that I was able to grow my Instagram following. Here's how to get more engagement on your Instagram. Here's three ways, right? Just simple. It's not a lot. And then you go ahead and people will opt in, right? They'll go ahead and give you their email address for the free report. And that's how you get people. Now, I will tell you this. Um, one of the best ways that I grow, I have grown my email list is I offer free classes on Zoom. So people have to register for the free class. And that's how I've had huge um, list building opportunities with that. Awesome. Great tips. Thanks so much for sharing that. So this has been some great information. So Farsi's, I really want to know, you know, so you you hit the ground running, you know, after having the experience with your husband in a barbershop and everything, you wrote a book, you know, you're getting, you know, popular, you're at Bonner Brothers and running into people there. Like, but at what point was it when you left your six-figure job? How do you leave a six-figure job? Like, that's what I want to know. Okay. So let me tell you this. So that was not easy. I grew up very poor. Okay. I grew up very poor projects. I went to the food bank myself. So I'm having these food drives, but I remember at, you know, when I was younger, we went to the food bank many times, you know, I'm growing up with my mom, single mom, three kids. My grandma was with us too. Um, but we went to the food bank. And so, you know, it was, so I'm saying all this to say that quitting a six figure year job, that just seemed like, oh my gosh, like I reached everything I wanted. Like I'm at the intersection of, you know, the most money, the least responsibility, right? (laughs) It wasn't something that I was passionate about, but it's something I was good at. And so it, but it was scary all of a sudden having a passion and really feeling like, oh my God, I love what I'm doing. I love teaching this. I love helping people. I love you know, figuring out how to get them to the next level. And it all of a sudden it was scary because everything that I thought I knew about my life, everything that I had worked so hard for now wasn't enough. And I felt a little guilty because I felt like season, like there's a lot of people that would like love to be making this much money. This is crazy. You worked so hard. You just got this promotion. You're a vice president now. Like, what are you doing? Like, and, and I'll be honest with you. Okay. Um, it, I was not making that much money at my business when I quit my six-figure year job. I was not. I had too many balls I was juggling in the air. I literally was probably making $2,000 a month on my business when I quit. Wow. Yeah, but I knew I was supposed to do it. I knew I, I that voice. And let me tell you what happened. I kept saying, I kept saying, ooh, I hope I get laid off. I hope I get, oh, I was like, God, please just let me get laid off. Because if I got laid off at this corporate job, I would have had three months of full pay. So that would have given me a little time, a little leeway, a little comfort, right? For me to build up my business to where I wanted it to be before I I wasn't getting a paycheck. And God told me no. Okay. God told me no, I wasn't going to get laid off. Um, Because I'm telling you, I was praying about it. I was asking my manager, you guys have any layoffs? Is there any layoffs coming? <laughs> and so what ended up happening is one day I got my paycheck and I had too much money in my paycheck. Okay. I had too much money in my paycheck. 
And so I call HR, mind you, this is a huge company, hundreds of thousands of employees. I call 800 number, hey, um, my paycheck's too much. Like, what's going on? And they said, um, oh, let me check. Hold on. Oh, I see. Yes, that's your vacation payout. And I said, why do you get vacation payout? And they said, oh, hold on. Let me check. Oh, I see. Okay, so they canceled your severance pay but they forgot to cancel your vacation payout. So apparently they were going to lay me off and they changed their mind. That was God telling me, Season, you have to step out on faith. It is not going to be easy for you, but you have to trust me and you have to do what I tell you. So that was crazy. Yeah, thanks for sharing that, Season, because I think oftentimes... You know, people think that it's going to be, you know, if it's something that your purpose to do, it's going to be easy to do it and everything's going to fall into place right away. And that's not always necessarily the case, but sometimes you just have to step out in faith and trust God and trust that even if you're leaving this, this uh, big, you know, position to go into something that you're called to do and purpose to do that he'll make a way no matter what. And so I love that you shared that. Because it's not easy. No, and, you know, and I mean, so I will say purpose. this though. I will say this. It wasn't easy to take the steps, but once I took the steps, everything fell into place. So within three months of me quitting, I was at eighty percent of what I was making. But I, I had time to focus. And before I had quit my job, I was juggling so many balls in the air. I couldn't focus enough to make my business uh, prosper the way I needed it to. I, I didn't have time. I was, you know what I'm saying? I was, I was keeping it afloat. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wasn't, I did, I didn't really have time to sit back and think, how can I do this better? Let me spend more time. I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm doing this 40 hours, at least 40 hours a week, right? At that job, I have a toddler, I'm cooking dinner every night. And then I'm making sure that I'm going live, you know, every night. Um, so I can reach my tribe and my people. So I, I didn't have time to get better. I was keeping everything in the air. So what do you think was the tipping point? Because at, so you say it was three months and then you were at 80%. So take us through that process. How did that work out? Gosh, it just, it was really a whirlwind. It's like everybody was waiting. Like, you know, I, I wasn't as able to do services for people or as able to take on as many clients um, because I, I cannot do a bad job. Does that make sense? Like I, there's something in me and I think that that's probably a good thing that I've gotten from corporate America is that I, 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 I won't be able to sleep at night. Like I know some people, it doesn't bother them, but if I feel like things aren't going to work out, I feel like they're not going to get across the finish line. I'm not going to complete um, whatever task it is that I signed up for, like I, I'm going to stay up all night. I'm going to do whatever I have to do. I'm going to, you know, I, I just can't do that. And so I think that once I was able to have the time, you know, I could get better people, you know, they were there, they needed me. It's like they were waiting, but I, I wasn't available in that way. I didn't allow myself to be available. So everything really lined up. Um, you know, I started work, working, working, um, you know, with the Booksy app, I was I was doing their social media. I was managing their brand ambassadors. Um, that was about four or five months after you know after that. That was an amazing opportunity. Like I mean, literally, like who gets to manage fifty brand ambassadors? You know what I'm saying? Like that's a lot of people don't even have that type of experience with influencer marketing. Like I was using software. I'm figuring out how to write contracts for this. Like it's kind of crazy. So it was all a blessing. And I just, I had to take that first step and then God helped me with the rest. Isn't that how it goes? Every time. (laughs) Every time. Also, well now, fast forward now. So now I know you have your academy um, and and your books and and resources, and you're very passionate about sharing um, digital marketing with beauty professionals and helping them to get into that space. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I I have I still have my Social Barber Academy. I started in 2015. Um, I've changed the way that I do classes, right? So what I've done is I take nothing for granted. I assume 
that, you know, okay, if I'm, I have a class on how to write and sell an ebook in a week, then I'm like, okay, wait a minute, what are going to be the obstacles that people are not going to be able to get this done? Right. Um, so I say, okay, what if you don't have a website? Okay, here, I'm going to give you something for free. You can sell your, your book for free on this landing page. Okay. You don't know how to write it. I'm going to give you some topics. I'm going to show you how to write it quickly. You don't know how to do an outline. Here we go. Here's a template outline. So I really try to fill in all of the gaps to make people successful because I don't want the whole purpose of me is, is not for me to sell classes. It's for me to help people accomplish what they buy my classes for, right? I don't want people to buy my class about how to write a book and they never write a book. I want them to write the book and sell it. Like to me, that, that win is what does it for me. That's what I, I wasn't getting in corporate America, right? I could sit there and I could make a multi-billion dollar corporation richer or I could help somebody else make extra money, right, on autopilot so that, you know, they can bridge the gap. Let's say, you know, there is a shutdown. Let's say anything can happen. Businesses go up and down, up and down all the time. And if I can help them establish extra streams of income, help them accomplish something that they felt like, you know, uh, hey, I, I don't think I could write a book. Like, I'm not... A, a writer, like, <laughs> I'm like, I got you, you can do it. If I can give them those steps and show them an easier way, then that's it for me. That's really what I do. Um, you know, I, I'm passionate about it. I love it. I recently um, had another amazing um, epiphany. Um, so I actually had a one-on-one -on -one, uh, with someone and I realized that I've been teaching these smaller classes, right? Just you know, small tasks, how to do this, how to do that, how to get this done, which is great because, you know, the, the execution rate of my students is great. Like people are easily able to complete the tasks in the class. But I said, you know what, my people are ready for more. So I, I recently launched a program, right? It's, it's, it's a program. It's not just a class. Like it's literally a program where I'm working with a small group of people and I'm helping them set up their system like I have online for their digital marketing, their email marketing, you know, it's just their funnels. Like I'm teaching them how to do funnels. I know people are talking about funnels all the time, but literally I've got, you know, my barbers and my hairstylists and my makeup artists and nail techs creating funnels on their own. We're doing it together. I'm showing them how to set up their system like mine. I'm super excited. It's my baby. Um, but you know, I'm really excited about that. Like just people are ready for the next level. They're ready for the next step. They hear people talking about it and I'm here for it. Yeah, that's awesome because I tried to set up a funnel and <laughs> it was a process. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, I got people setting up funnels in five minutes. Oh, okay. Awesome. Awesome. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes. So is this something that's available right now? Or are you, is it in beta or tell us about this? Program. Well, I have a wait list because what I'm doing is I've got my group of people. I need to ensure their excellence. I need to ensure their success. So I have a wait list. I really, this is my, my, my baby project. This is the one that I need to figure out. How can I take these people from A to Z? Okay. So I have a wait list. Um, check the link in my bio. I have a wait list for this program. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm doing. Thank you so much for asking me about that because you know, um, it's, it's new and it's, and it's my baby, but I need to make sure that we got the right people, the, the doers, because a lot of times I'm going to be honest with you, everything that we do in life, it really is our attitude. If somebody comes in there and they are telling me, well, how am I going to do this and that? And I say, Whoop, let me see how'd you slip through the cracks. <laughs> if you don't, you know, just come in there as a blank slate, knowing that we're going to get it done. That's it. Okay. You can do anything that you believe you could do. You really can. Exactly. So do you have a screening process then? Um, yes, I do. And I think a lot of it is, um, you know, just talking with people and figuring out where they are in their journey. Cause some people might not be ready. I know that sounds funny that I'm saying this, but you know, a lot of it, because I'm challenging people, Right. If they're like, look, I'm a barber at the barbershop. You know, I make funny videos like I don't know what you're talking about. Right. 
But if I'm telling them like, look, I'm going to show you how to build a funnel. You could do it in five minutes. And they're like, like they have to believe that they can do it. If they don't have, if they have a block in their mind before we get started, they're not going to learn. They're just, their mind will not be open to learning, you know? So yeah, I really do like to screen people, make sure we've got that positive attitude going like season. I've never done this before, but Hey, I'm gonna give it a try. Like I'm all for that type of attitude. Yeah. Yeah. And that's interesting that you say that. And I'm going to make sure I get that link to the waiting list from you so that I can include that in the show notes for sure. But it's interesting that you say that because I actually have a coaching program for beauty professionals and before we get into goals and all of those things, the first thing I tapped into was the mindset because oftentimes we don't even have the mindset to achieve our goals. Like if our attitude is that I can't do it, then we're not. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that's awesome. And, and I, I know I'm just like you where I want people to do the work to succeed and everything. And I want to see that it works, but um, also everyone is not ready to put in the work. That's true. That's absolutely mm-hmm. true. And you know what's interesting though? Some people will come around later. Like they may go through the whole coursework and they don't execute. And then one day something's going to click and they're going to do it. Might not be in my time frame, but it's going to happen at the right time. Yep. That's usually how it goes. That's usually how it goes. So I know you, um, help beauty professionals get to six figures. So I want to talk about that a little bit, like just sharing some of your insight as some ways that beauty professionals can get to six figures. I know it's a big topic because a lot of beauty professionals are not making six figures and they want to, you know, get there or beyond that point. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So, okay. So let me just say this first, making six figures on digital products is not a big deal. Okay. I just want to blow up that mindset. We have to change the way we're thinking about money. When you're talking about digital products, six figures is no big deal. I know that sounds, people are like, well, that's easy for you to say, right? It is, but guys, listen, online, it's the wild, wild west. Okay. If you've got a digital product, you can sell, right? A digital product is an ebook. If you've got um, a class, right? Uh, if you have checklist templates, um, the list goes on and on and on. You can, um, I love to do things that you can make one time and sell that exact same thing over and over and over to one person, a hundred people, a thousand or a million. Okay. That is the game. That's how you're able to scale up. So if you have an ebook, you set it up on autopilot that people can purchase it while you're sleeping and they can get it delivered to them while you're sleeping. You just wake up in the morning and you have money in your bank account. There's no other feeling like it. Um, But that changes the way that money works. If you think about it, right? If you've been standing behind the chair for a long time and you're thinking, okay, even if you raise your prices, I know people are like, Oh, you got to raise your prices and this, that, but even if you raise your prices, you're going to hit a wall. There's a limit of how much money you can make. Even if you work seven days a week at the highest price, you're going to hit a wall. There's a limit. There just absolutely is. It's just mathematical. There's only so many hours in a day. There's only so many clients you can take. You got to sleep. You got to eat, right? You got to live. So that's why I'm so passionate about digital products. Um, You don't have to um, sell a lot of products to make the money. I, I wish I had my little slide up. But if you want to make um, six figures in a year, I believe it's about 83, 33, somewhere around that $8,000 mm-hmm. range, right? Yep. A month that you need to make every single month, right? So let's take, for instance, let's say that you had, and I got my little, you got, you got me with my calculator out here. So let's say if you have 8,000, um, you know, let's say you're selling a class for $100. So you need to sell about 800 of those a month, okay? Um, but if you have higher range classes or you have higher dollar amount, classes, then, then you can get to that 8,000, you know, in different ways. Maybe you have some thousand dollar classes. Maybe you have some 500, maybe you, you know, you can have a combination of them and you'll quickly see like, Hmm, okay. It's just, it's, it's a math problem. <laughs> I know some people are like, well, I'm not good at math. Listen, 
write it down, start calculating, you know, okay, I've got some eBooks, I've got some templates. What is it that I can add on to? Now I'm going to tell you part of the, another reason why I started that workshop that I'm doing is because, you know, I've been using um, one tool for my business for five years. Um, and that tool I've realized has really helped me make more money because when people come to your, your page to purchase your ebook, they are already gone through all of the mental gymnastics that they had to go through in their mind before they purchased. They decided you're the person. Um, even if they're like, well, let me just see what they're talking about. I don't know if I'm convinced, but I still want to see what they got in that book. Then they go there to purchase. They are already ready. They got their card out. They're, they're ready. They're mentally ready to purchase. So the next thing that you have to do is you have to have something else for them to purchase, right? So if you've got an ebook, I'm going to show you 10 ways to grow your Instagram account to 1000 followers in one month, right? Then maybe there's a workbook. It's called an order bump. People do it in the hair salon all the time, right? When somebody gets in the chair, they say um, they're there to get their, their uh, roller set. And they say, Hey, would you like this deep conditioning treatment? It's going to be an extra $20. That's an order bump. <laughs> So with our ebook, we're going to say, hey, would you like the, the workbook that goes along with this? It's an extra $17. Okay. That's an order bump. Then, you know, you get your, the roller sets done. The client's feeling good. They're looking like, oh yes, I like this. Then what do you do at the hair salon? You say, hey, do you have some products at home to maintain your hair? What kind of, what kind of, um, do you have some oil? Do you have um, uh, any kind of hairspray, holding spray? Um, do you have a bonnet? Do you have whatever it is that you need? You're going to upsell them. It's an upsell. That's what people are doing online. That's how you can have a $27 ebook and make a hundred dollar sale because you got your order bumps and your upsells in place. That's how it works. Great. Great. So do you have any recommendations for softwares to use for that funnel? Yeah. So I use Kajabi. It's called Kajabi. I know that sounds crazy. It's called Kajabi. It, I have a link in my bio. Um, it's really like the Rolls Royce of um, online platforms. If you want to have digital products, you want to sell, teach classes and all that. It's got funnel templates. It's got the email marketing. It's got the classes. And I promise they're not paying me. <laughs> But I just realized like, oh my gosh, like this tool is really helping me make a lot more money. Um, it's got an app for your students. So if you have classes, your students can log into an app on their phone and watch your classes from it. Um, it's just got so much, so many things that usually only these, these, the biggest marketers could have. Now, any of us could, we have access to that same type of tool, that same type of software. So it's, I mean, it's really dope. Awesome. Awesome. So season. What would you say has been the uh, most memorable experience you've had in your entrepreneurial journey? Oh, gosh. I've had so many crazy, just exciting, fun things. And especially to think, guys, listen, I have I have an undergrad in math and a master's in software development. So listen. Um, I was not exposed to all this fun y'all been having. So, you know, I've actually gotten, um, had a lot of opportunities to do some fun things. So I've been to the home shopping network multiple times with, um, Kim Kimball, uh, working with her on her social media and, and helping her establish her online school. That was fun. We went to the home shopping network. I was behind the scenes. I was behind the set. Um, I've been to Paris fashion week <laughs> with the, with the Kim Kimball team, I even did a little hair behind the scenes, um, but I was there doing social media and this was a huge iconic um, fashion show. It was the Tommy Hilfiger's and Daya fashion show. I mean, oh my gosh, like Beverly Johnson, Grace Jones. Like, I mean, this was just an iconic fashion show. And here I am behind the scenes with my math major, right? Winnie Harlow was there. Guys, it was so, I mean, amazing. I was in that, in the backstage where the, um, all the models are getting their hair done and their makeup, all the presses there. It was crazy. Um, that was a lot of fun going to Paris. Um, I've helped, uh, been with Kim when she's been promoting um, Wrinkle in Time, right? So Disney flew us out there first class to Atlanta. And that was a lot of fun. That was, these are fun things, right? You're like, oh, you can take me to this? This is fun. <laughs> 
Awesome. Sounds like a lot of fun. Thanks for sharing that. So what has been the biggest lesson you've learned? The biggest lesson I have learned um, is to always show up. Okay. It's to always show up. Um, I always want to show up more. I'm always looking to scale up more, but you know, to be consistent with your audience, um, it's kind of hard because sometimes when you get caught up on certain projects, you're like, dang, I'm tired, you know, but it's like, I am passionate about what I'm doing and I don't want to disappear from my audience. I don't want to stop serving them. I don't want to get distracted from serving my audience. And so sometimes it's like, we got to show up even though we're tired, you know, even though we're busy. So it's, it's a challenge. Don't, don't get it twisted. It's a challenge, especially when, you know, your business does really take off and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm really busy. It's like, you still have to show up. You still got to figure out how to show up, how to tell people, how to share new information, new tips, tricks, and everything else. You got to keep it going. Got to keep that relationship strong. Mm-hmm. And how do you stay motivated? I get motivated by other people's wins. That's what does it for me. When people come to me and they're like, I sold 50 of my eBooks. I'm like, yes, okay, yes. Let me see that. Um, People who start teaching their own classes, people stepping outside of their comfort zones, that inspires me, that excites me. That's how I win. When you win, that's how I win. Great. How do you define success? Ooh, that's a good one because a lot of people think success is one thing. Um, For me, I define success um, having more time to do the things that I want to do. I'm not obligated to be places at certain times. I know that sounds crazy, but I guess I've spent, I've always been that kind of person that's so reliable. I've always done the right thing and I will continue to, to do the right thing, but You know, just feeling like, you know, hey, I can work less days, right? Building up a team, having the freedom to spend my days as I choose. That's success to me. What's either your favorite book or a book you're currently reading right now? Um, That's a good question. I was a big reader when I was younger. Um, A book most recently that I really feel like changed the way that I think about um, life, just like you asked me the question about success and having that freedom. I was sitting in my corporate cubicle with my, my earphones on and I was listening to the four hour work week. And that book really blew my mind because I was always used to working every hour and feeling like I have to work every hour to make the money. And the way thinking about how you can hire virtual assistants and how you can scale up your business. And I was like, whoa, like this is a game changer right here. So that's the one that I think probably had the most impact most recently for me. Great, great. So what are you excited about right now? Like what's your next move? What are you excited about? Ooh, well, I'm really excited about seeing the wins out of my people with the six figure business systems program. I just, I can already see it. Like, I feel like I can already see them down the road. Like I see it coming. I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to like, they are about to kill it. They are about to kill it. So that's what I'm looking forward to right now is I can't wait to see their classes. I can't wait to see them having their whole system set up and really running their businesses like a boss, like for real. Like I'm really excited about that. Awesome. Awesome. So what's either your favorite affirmation or a motivational quote? Ooh, gosh. Ooh. Uh, Let's see. Be the change that you would like to see. I know I'm not saying it right. Be the change. I I had to look that one up. I got to look it up. Be the change um, that you would like to see in the world. I'm not saying it right. You know which one I'm talking about. Yeah, (laughs) I think it is that. Be the change that you would like to see in the world. I think that is it. Uh, close, close enough. Right. Um, but no, I think it's important that, you know, when we see something that we don't like, we see something missing that we take that step and say, Hey, let's do something about this. Let's change it. Let's, you know, let me add to it instead of complaining about it. Like, let me figure out what, what is something I can do to contribute. 
Awesome. Well, Caesar, it's been absolutely great chatting with you today and having you on the podcast. I want to ask you uh, before we go one last thing. Um, so Clubhouse. Clubhouse yeah. is all the rave right now. Everybody's talking about it. It's a newer social media platform. I don't think I've been on there quite a month yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but share your you know, insight on Clubhouse and how uh, beauty professionals can use it in their business. Listen, everybody needs to be on Clubhouse, especially if you have, um, you're looking to, to offer a B2B service, right? Business to business service. If you're looking to offer classes, eBooks, mentorship to other beauty professionals or other businesses, I do believe Clubhouse is an amazing opportunity right now. Um, and the reason why I say that is because it's, it's giving me these Periscope vibes and I know how good Periscope was for my business. And it was, it's not just about that, the dollars, it's more about having an opportunity to connect with people where there's a lot less noise, right? There's a lot less noise because it's such a newer platform. So can you imagine if we had had the opportunity to be the first people on Instagram or the first people on Facebook? It's kind of like that. Okay. I don't know what the future holds, but I know that I've made already some amazing connections. I don't even know how long I've been on there. I don't think it's been maybe around Christmas. I don't even know. I have to go back in my DMs. I could probably tell you, but I have not been on there very long. And it has been an amazing roller coaster of connections and experience and, and business opportunities. So, I mean, I listen, everybody needs to get on there. You need to host your own rooms. You need to make sure that you have some place for people to go. So when they like what you're saying, they can click on your profile on, on Clubhouse and they can go to your Instagram profile and click the link in your bio and join in your email list. They can opt into your text marketing list. They can follow up with you and learn more and more and more about you and further their relationship with you. So it's amazing. Do it. Don't think about it. Do it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I love it too. It could be addictive. (laughs) But Clubhouse is awesome. Well, thanks so much for sharing that. Uh, Tell everybody how they can reach you, connect with you and everything. Okay. So everywhere you can find me on social media, I am the social barber, Um, Facebook, Instagram, Clubhouse, right? Twitter, everywhere. I'm the social barber. You can also drop in the DMs. Um, and look at my website, thesocialbarber.com. It's, it's not hard to find me. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Season Ben and everybody, make sure you connect with her and check her out. As always, stay great and we are out. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Business Beauty Network podcast. Please subscribe and support our podcast. Please share it. Share it with your friends and family. Also connect with us. We want to hear from you. Leave us comments. Let us know what you're enjoying about the podcast. Also email us at bbnetworkpodcast at gmail.com. You can also connect with me on Instagram at I am Brandy Taylor and at Exquisite Looks. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at Exquisite Looks. And you can check out my website at exquisitelooks.com. I really hope to hear from you and connect with you soon. Remember that all things are possible if you only believe. Stay great.